Hi, this is Isaac. Um, I'm editing now, so I don't have to sound very high energy, with a quick content warning at the start of today's episode. It features some discussion of transphobia, which starts at about 50 minutes in. And if you want to skip, that would be where to skip from. Alternatively, and this will come as a surprise, there's not a great deal of plot that happens in this chapter. So if you were going to skip the whole episode, rest assured that the next one will make as much sense as it was ever going to. I know I was as shocked as you are. Have a good one and see you in a couple of weeks. Hello and welcome to Big Bad Books, the podcast where we be reading them and you be listening to them. You don't have to read them. You don't have to read them either, Declan. No, I Just don't. Just me this time. Uh, I don't. I suppose the them in the tagline implies that it, it covers the scope of multiple books. So it's true that we are reading them so they don't have to because you will also be reading the next one, definitely. I'm not reading another book in my life. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see what we decide when the we book is. When we do Ayn Rand's The Fountainhead next season, <laughs> I've heard you're down you for all 12 million you pages. You could not. You literally could not pay me to read that I book. think we should do The Fountainhead or, or Atlas Shrugged at some point, but I do think it's much too long for this format. Like, it's, yeah. it, they're both egregiously long texts, and we'd have to have a real discussion about, like, we couldn't do a chapter, an episode, I'd, I'd jump out of <laughs> Of my own body, <laughs> straight would, back to heaven. It would, every episode was just open with me weeping. <laughs> so in the in the so, last one, it's so he was a cunt. Boy, he cares about himself. Uh, no, look, we're back, and it's Ready Player Two week here on Big <laughs> hey. Bad Book once again. Big Bad Book singular sounds very good. <laughs> um, we like to start this now well-established show, which you can share with your good good friends with you the oh. powerful link shame.city/books. Yeah, uh, or review us please because we're a brand new show shame.city slash book review five stars thanks thanks, thanks. Um, you can expect now every week this casual chat and then we launch headlong like Lucy diving through the moth cladden cupboard into Narnia City population Tumnus <laughs> don't mind if I do as well as a whole host of, <laughs> of goblins and ghouls and weirdos. fellas they're weirdos yeah. in Narnia oh. uh, we're hurtling into the cupboard of recaps yeah what well, and do you want to just say I don't know because normally you you what? who you are oh I'm Isaac but if you don't know that by now you've got to get used to it okay I've cool. got this kind of energy angular what's yours Pardon? very flat is it <laughs> very cool <laughs> very steady Every now and then, mm-hmm. the gentlest undulation. Cool. You you know, I'm a very level-headed guy. That's true. That's, what, that's, true. that's what you and everyone yeah. is, always, is always saying. Yeah. Um, so I'm Declan, and and what what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you what happened last time. Do, because I don't On the call. show and in the book. Yeah. Let me tell you. Oh, oh. <clears throat> there were references aplenty. Ernie, he'd been Googling the number seven like no oh, one's business, trying yes. to solve this God damned shard riddle that's been at the front of everyone's minds for as yeah. much as five and pages let now you uh, we we've paid about as much attention to it as Ernest has as Wade has which is yeah. none um but he decided he was going to go headlong into trying to solve it so he thought look it's obviously about this guy by which I mean girl yeah Kira. Ogs, Ogs ex-wife yeah, the siren. Well, dead wife yeah who's the siren but even though she was Og's wife Halliday 
he was he like was he wanted. Yeah. I think yeah. they were all maybe childhood friends as well. Like there's a whole oh, lot. It's of very incestuous. A whole lot. So he was like, "Cool, I'm going to go everywhere that she ever was." Yeah. Um, not just the public places. <coughs> no, you know, oh no, like, no. In fact, specifically not those places. Yeah. Um, but what what he did instead was he went to all these planets that were based on all the things she liked, and because she was a woman, she yeah. liked normie shit. So she Doctor liked Who. Sonic. Yeah. She likes Sonic Lord of the Rings. The um, so he went to all these places and turns out like, no, there was nothing um, in any of them. So what he did instead is he did what any great puzzle solver would do, which yeah. is he set up a big email, email inbox. And, and a billion with- dollar reward. Remember that time we got stuck on <laughs> twitch.tv slash shame city and, and now it's just- one why and we put up a billion dollar reward. It was great. Was, the answers came thick and fast. So we... Um, so he set that up and he also had to set up obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, an unspecified but let me tell comprehensive. you very comprehensive yeah. set of, of email filters to get rid of all of the bullshit the and the lies emails. the bogus yeah. emails yeah um, so he sat there and then not really much else happened he no. he started sort of like perving on um, his girl again Art 3 Miss yep um, she was reenacting a movie in the middle of the night. Just to be clear as well, like the re- you or I couldn't do that in the only because we are crucially lacking one key th- component of the puzzle. And it wouldn't be the the robes, the robes of Anorak, of Anorak. would it be? Yeah. That, that give him the super user ability. A bunch of these SUAs. Yeah. And uh, let me tell you, it seems like every chapter we're finding a new one. You've got to keep reminding the reader as the, well. I always the think. robes of Anorak. They they had a hell of a lot of functionality. When you read Lord of the Rings. Um, any of the three of them, because mm-hmm. of course he intended them as one big book originally. Everyone's like, JRR, sort yourself out. <laughs> no That's one's going to be doing that. Bother with. <laughs> you can't have a man sing about elves every four pages and so expect we'll, this to go we'll on We'll disguise it as page. three books and people will laugh. But the thing is that what he had to do, because the one ring in Lord of the Rings is super, it's in the title, right? He's the Lord yeah. of that ring, but also a bunch of others. You have to keep reminding them of Sauron's super user abilities. And so Frodo yeah. and Sam would be like, Oh, Mr. Frodo, I don't know if we're going to get out of this one. And he'd say, don't worry, Sam. The super user abilities of my one given ring to me of by power. by the ring of which I'm the Lord. <laughs> Allow me to go invisible. Um, it's it's good to remind the reader because yeah. it's easy to lose track of how powerful these, these good MacGuffins are. Now, what happens is right at the very end of the chapter, yep. he gets a, bing, a little notification yes. pop up and it's in his non-bullshit, non-bogus yep. SSOSS yeah. email inbox. Yep. Um, and he opens it up, and it's from Uh-oh. someone. Someone and pretty she's, cool, Lohengrin. And she, let me tell you, Whew. she's a woman sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes she mid-sentence. Appears, she yeah. becomes James Spader. She has a YouTube channel where she's either James Spader or, as I remember it, Billie Jean. But I think it's not Maybe, Michael yeah. Jackson's Billie Jean. I think it's whatever that's based. I don't know. I didn't <laughs> Billie get Jean King. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he was talking about. Um, yeah, but so, she's part of a group called the Low Five, which is a riff on the High Five, which are the five people who gunted their way to success in RP1. And they 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 do this show, and he Wade likes down. this show. He owes a zero. <laughs> I believe the same is in, in Lohengrin. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Isn't it? Um, and uh, Wade's a bit of a fan of this show, yeah. and now he's not just a fan because it's one of the one of the more balanced, one Gunter, of the less anti Wade yeah. uh, Gunter chats. 
He's developed just a little mm. bit of a crush on Lahengrin. He's but got the digihorn. Now, one thing that we do need to make clear is that he could, at any moment, he could <laughs> use <laughs> his, use the robes of Anorak and to activate one of the super user yeah. abilities to violate basically every single barrier of personal decency and, and privacy. And the law. And, well, don't worry about the law. That no, doesn't no, no. really apply to, to him. Um, to find out exactly who Lehengrin is, because their identity is is a secret. Yeah. Um, but he hasn't done that. Well, fucking. Do- he I think hasn't- I listened back to our last episode, and it struck me that when we read that bit, we didn't actually applaud. So maybe we'd like to just do. That. I think possibly. Well we were done, about- Wade. You didn't violate basic morality. <laughs> And international for and this one person because he does do it to everyone else. Yeah, he, including the including Artemis, who he said he had too much respect to do it to, and then just did and it just anyway. Did it anyway, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Never mind. So, well, the Hengrin says like, "Listen, I found a shot." Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, it's that. Like, it's where she like went to school, and Wade's a bit like, "Oh, bit obvious, really, yeah, isn't too it? Obvious to too check. obvious for me to go to." So um, he, I believe, the last thing he did was he he used the super user abilities of the, of the robes of Anorak yeah. to pinpoint Lehenguin's exact location, and made himself invisible, again, and then transported yeah. straight straight to her for free. And he didn't have to pay to do that. Pay a digi dollar. I don't know if you know how that is. That's because of it's, it's one of the, of the super, sewers of the rower. <laughs> one of the super user abilities yeah. of the robes of Anna. Now this chapter, you you noted in that in that comprehensive recap that the last one was was one of the first times they've really engaged with the seven shards of the Siren Soul Riddle in earnest. Yeah. Ernest. There's something in that. Oh, we can write in. We'll reuse that later. Um, That unfortunately is gone again for this chapter. (laughs) So I just want to head that off. If you are hoping to learn any more, no. He was literally going right there. This whole chapter actually takes place in no time at all, right? So that's one of the first weird things. The theme for this episode is morality. Uh, for reasons that will become clear. Oh, God. Uh, but a potential other theme could have been just when? <laughs> when does this happen? Why did we write a whole chapter in the time it takes to teleport and just arrive and just sort of like stand and look? Like nothing's actually happened in the plot. Okay. Uh, at all. Uh, the beginning and the end of this chapter are functionally the same place. It's like one of those side quests that you. People are like, oh, you know, you can do it if you want. And you're like, okay, but does it give. No, it doesn't really no. give you. Is it a good story? No, it's not a good story. <laughs> Any good character? No. <laughs> There's none. All right, I probably won't this, read that one. This now, this this reminds me, and perhaps, you know, you'll be able to tell me whether or not this is correct, oh, yeah? about a time that my family and I, we were driving down, we're, we're going on holiday in, in France, yeah. this like village in the middle of absolutely nowhere. Uh-huh. And we were driving, it's like seven hours or something once you get to, to Calais me. until you're there. So we were driving through the night. And we were on just the emptiest road, had been for about an hour. And the sat-nav pings. And it tells my dad he's got to, like, take on, take the next exit. Right. And he's like, what the fuck have I got to take this exit for? Like, it's just a straight road. Yeah. But it's like, you've got to take this next exit. And he's like, oh, okay, like, fine. So he kind of pulls over into the right-hand lane, because they drive on the right over That's there. That's weird, isn't it? Pulls off. Takes him back towards the way that we just come from. Okay through a toll booth and then connected him straight <laughs> back onto so the exact funny. same road. I honestly played. Like, we we were that's so, so we were crying. It was the 
like my dad wanted to fling the fucking set. I think that's a good analogy. I think this this whole chapter took a kind of metaphorical toll on me. <laughs> Reading it was a kind of toll booth of the One mind. One that we now are to share with yeah. the, the listeners. Cool. If you attempted to teleport to a location inside the oasis that was already occupied are by you, an object or another avatar... Are you joking? Is this just going to be about... <sighs> the system would automatically adjust your arrival coordinates to the closest and occupied location. Wow. That actually isn't super relevant to the chapter. Only... Only is relevant insofar as he doesn't just appear sort of on Lohengrin, yeah, like it, clipping in and out where you can yeah. see like their teeth through the inside of their head, uh. as is the want of video games. But I highlighted that because, first of all, it's the start of your chapter, and it's always it's one of the key. I don't know if Chuck talks about this, maybe we'll find out in, yeah, in the yeah. middle. Start with a very boring, uh, some of the boring fact, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, you don't want people to be too that's irrelevant. too early, yeah, because then it, you've peaked. What you what you want to do. As a writer mm-hmm. who is, um, you know, who's numbering their, their chapters so, <laughs> so clearly, zero 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 five, and who you know is is plying their craft yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in uh, in a genre such as this kind of like futuristic yeah. sci-fi adventure is when there's a piece of technology that it might be interesting to know how that might work, such as how he seems to have an an AI armored spider coffin yeah. that can evade all capture, yeah. like. You just say it does. It does. Don't yeah. worry. But then, when there's something like so boring as to be not even just assumed, mm. as to just obviously be the case, you want to spe- you want to yeah. spell it out. Yeah. You just want to make true. sure that's it's world building, is what you're saying. That's, yeah, uh, yeah, we're back to we're back to JRR again, aren't we? <sighs> he loved like, it. it. He loved it. Um, so basically, yeah, he arrives not on or in Lohengrin's avatar space, but near it. Wow. Fascinating. That is good to know. And he sees her. She's wearing her trademark Legend of Billie Jean attire. I don't know what that is. No. I won't be looking it up. She didn't notice my arrival. This is such a great fucking sentence. I was so happy when I read this because I was weirdly not looking forward to this chapter. No. And then I died and I was like, no, this is fun. <laughs> she didn't notice my arrival because my avatar was invisible. Her eyes were also closed. <laughs> so good that's amazing that's so so powerful it turns out her eyes are closed because what she's doing is like she's not really there like she's not looking around as if she's in her avatar's body she's actually just got like her avatar she's afk yeah she's kind of afk but like yeah i guess that would be how it would work in the oasis because she's afk from like where her body is but she's also got her body again in a different place like there, it's and quite that, confusing. Is that not just a super user ability? I think it's that, not. I thought that would be restricted use. to someone yeah, wearing the robes think, of Anorak. You'd think. But basically, so he's looking <laughs> at me. Like, was invisible and her eyes were closed. <laughs> so it's such a great detail. So they're standing there in this place called Middletown, which is a PvP zone, player versus player. So it's like, oh, it'd be pretty risky to just leave your avatar unattended. Mm. So he figures that she can probably, she's got like a small, like, picture in picture thing of what the avatar would be seeing, but she's doing something else. Okay. He wants to find out what she's doing, but first of all, he looks around and he says where they are, which is not quite where he expected she would be. They're not inside the place she said the shard was. Okay. They've gone a little bit away. Okay, we were that's three blocks north of that location, the Barnet residence where Kira was from, uh, in the world famous wood panel basement of Ogden Morrow's childhood home. And he reflects on a really extended tangent about wow, God, what was it like to be in that wood panel basement playing? Dungeons and Dragons and dozens of other tabletop role-playing games that we haven't got the rights to mention, perhaps. Um, great games like company. Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> and other great games just like that. They he talks about how in a in a sort of roundabout way he grew up there too in this 
place. Well, he didn't. Because apparently, in a detail that I don't remember being mentioned in Ready Player One, but it probably was, and it would have been too dull to remember, the basement that he and H used to hang out in was loosely based on this one. What do you mean the it's basement become, was loosely it's based become on? It's become a the kind of was, form of the cool how basement. How is a basement loosely based well, I'll on, tell a, you, on another basement? If I saw three beat-up couches arranged in a U-shape in front of an old RCA television which was half buried by a Betamax VCR, a Pioneer laser player, and several different classic home video game consoles, I'd be like, that's Og's basement. Oh, oh, Hello. Yeah, though, that is, now, that you, now that you describe it, yeah, that is like the other basement. Um, he reflects now on not just you know just childhood I suppose and he's thinking like what what was that like because that's when he and H whose relationship is a child he's like 19 I think or something but he he's as we know from that very emotional chapter maybe two chapters ago he feels like he's been sort of drifting apart from his friends well he has they don't like him he's a cunt yeah Yeah. and um, he's reflecting on how things used to be between him and H hanging out in the Og basement uh, just vibing just loving life oh. my life had been a lot harder back then but in retrospect it now also seemed a hell of a lot simpler fair enough right yep. we all we all pine for that he looks at Lohengrin whose avatar is still just sort of T-posed and eyes <laughs> eyes are kind of like bluffing around that's not a word under the lids like right. she's in REM sleep and what this means is that she's in a chat room of course oh, <laughs> that's okay. how you, yeah, yeah, sure. you'd convey that I was about to make my avatar visible and alert her to my presence, but then a better idea occurred to me. Oh, go on. I selected Lohengrin's avatar on my display and pulled up a list of her active communication processes. It told me that she was currently logged into a private chat room. Private, private chat room. A private chat room. Yeah, but... Called so, Cyberdelia. Cool, so Which he was hosted, the private chat damn, room, so he by can't. a 59th level avatar named Castagir, who is from Highlander, apparently. Sure. If Lohengrin really had found one of the shards, she might be in that private chat room discussing it with her friends in you're, private. You're doing a... Or you're stressing her. if she was bullshitting me, she might be in there discussing that instead. And my robes let me enter private which, chat rooms which robes uninvited <laughs> and undetected, allowing me to eavesdrop on their occupants. Oh, wow, that's good. That's, that's both handy and moral. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> ding, ding, it ticks both boxes. So into the private chat room he oh, fucking goes. Well, without so much as a second. Not, not a quibble. Because at the end of the last chapter, I don't know if you remember from the recap, yeah. he was talking about how he, he, did, he wasn't, Perven on her. Would never, and could never. No, because he, he respects slash horns for her. Yeah, you never catch Wade creeping. No. Apart from, apart from when he, he does. Apart from when he's creeping on women. The reason I've chosen to call this chapter morality is is quite complex and multifaceted, thank you for asking. But one of them is just the inconsistency of Wade's moral view, which is to say that he hasn't got one. Yeah. Like, yeah. he... We're clearly not being set up to think of Wade as a paragon of morality in any real way. That seems to be Artemis. Mm. Although, she too is criticised. Like, it's unclear to me where Wade's criticism of Artemis ends and Ernest's begins. begins. Or if indeed they are to be thought of as separate entities. Because although Artemis is doing... She's getting dunked on for being part of things called, like, what if the world wasn't starving to death foundation. <laughs> and he's like, oh, classic... <laughs> 
women, eh? <laughs> what, you had to travel to the war zone? You didn't just Skype in? <laughs> Fucking hell. Like, it's very unclear and inconsistent. But at the same time, Wade wants to be like, oh yeah, but I, you know, I gave away these Onis at the cheapest price you could possibly, that the market would possibly accommodate. Listen, people were starving <laughs> on the African continent only had to pay $199.99 for their Oni. And when they're in the Oni, they can pretend to eat food. It'll really feel like eating I, food, if they remember that. I gave my good GSS programmers the option to put in the coupon code THIRD WORLD to get 10% <laughs> off their OACs. Now, he's in this chat room. Did I mention it's private? Cyberdelia was a multi-level where... Just picture this. This is description. A multi-level warehouse space filled with archaic late 20th century technology and retro-futurist decor. Oddly adorned mannequins, payphones, rollerblade ramps and air hockey tables were scattered around the club and its walls were covered with graffiti urging its denizens to, quote, hack the planet. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hack the what planet. Does, what, oh, oh, well, hey, sorry, that is very cool. I, yeah. I should have reacted more. Should have been like, I was, wow. I was just stuck a little bit on what the word retrofuturist means from the perspective of someone Ooh, who is in the future. Yeah, I don't know. Because it feels like... Does it just move forward? If, from no, it feels like Ernest is using it from a present-day perspective. So it's just like But 1950s. he just slipped it in in a weird anachronistic Quite way possibly. to just... Just to, just to give off. It's just vibes. It doesn't matter if that means anything. When it? I recognised the old techno song playing on the sound system, Cowgirl by Underworld, if you were wondering. Maybe you want to listen to that after the show. Cowgirl by Underworld. Yeah, I think I know it anyway. I made the connection and smiled. <laughs> it's a reference. Oh, this God. was a recreation of the underground cyberpunk nightclub featured in the 1995 film. Let's say it together. Hackers. Hackers. Yeah, Hackers. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. So it's good. I was worried when he got there that this would be like a new location that Ernest had to think of, but fortunately he, it, it, it he didn't already have to has out a too complete much. precedence yeah. elsewhere. Yeah. You could just sort of YouTube that scene and be like, okay, what can I see? That's what that looks like. I can see it, some and in a way, tech. a picture is better than description, and yeah. video is just lots of pictures. That's so, so if true. a picture is a thousand words, that. motion picture that's dictionaries, that's tones a second. So if anything, he's just speeding up the process. Now, basically, inside this club. In a slightly odd, it's a slightly eccentric place to have a meeting because they're not clubbing; they're just sort of sitting around. No, but these are eccentric people. Yeah, I guess about. they are. To them, this is probably normal. This is the low five. The O is a zero, and they are these people. We've got uh, I've forgotten her name already. Lohengrin, Zero Lohengrin. Yeah, Castagir, Rizzo, Lilith, and Wukong. Rizzo. Yes, that one. <laughs> it's that one. It's the oh, one you for think fuck's it's going to be. You are so full of shit, Lo, the one named Wukong said in a deep voice. Even more than usual, which is saying something. His avatar was a tall half-man, half-monkey, which explained the name. Sun Wukong was a character from Chinese mythology known as the Monkey King. I've not included these character descriptions for entertainment's sake, but because I think it will be important to keep track of them, because I'm going to assume they're protagonists. Oh, they're probably going to be really heavily involved. I doubt we'll just see them and then leave them. Uh, Castagir is the chat room's enormous host, which makes it sound like they've got a <laughs> My couple big of different son. size hosts. And he's leaning against an iron girder with his massive arms folded across his chest. Are you allowed to just choose to be any size you want within the... <laughs> <laughs> like the idea that Why most people choose to, to just be normal guy. size and then the Castagir is the yeah. only one who's like... I'm going to be a fucking giant. He paid for the giant. DLC <laughs> yeah. that doubles your, your girth. He's just there like Optimus Prime. He was a human male with ebony skin and a giant frohawk that added at least a foot to his already impressive height. Okay. 
I personally don't hear the phrase ebony skin very often in literature of the contemporary age. But no. I don't know. Maybe that's me not and, reading wildly enough. Uh, yeah, and then not followed by the phrase a frohawk. He wore a brightly coloured dashiki and a long curved sword in an ornate scabbard, just like the character of the same name in the original Highlander film. Okay. Very cool. Then there's Lilith. She's basically uh, going for a turn-of-the-century edgy emo look. And she says, in a way that... Uh, people often do of course the ignorant males doubt you she said because basically they're talking about the penguins like i found this thing and they're like oh fucking as if as if you found that thing that's worth a billion dollars and she's like no the the ignorant males are like that but the girl boss the girl boss the gas live uh live love love gaslighters are like of course the ignorant males doubt you but i believe you sister so do i low rizzo added popping her bubblegum. How Avatar's inspiration made me grin again. The character with the same name in the movie version of Bullshit. Grease. A young Stockard <laughs> Channing <laughs> wearing a black so motorcycle angry. jacket. She wasn't even young sunglasses. in the movie. What do you mean a young Stockard Channing? But this Rizzo, because you can't say this is derivative, had a, it's not derivative if it's from two things. She had a Columbia from Rocky Horror with fishnet stockings and a glittery gold top. I was hoping more Rizzo the rat. <laughs> Um, so basically, yeah, they're having this chat and discussing, like, you know, is this real? Have you really found anything? Um, and one of them's like, I bet, he, you know, you've emailed him. He's not even going to check. He's probably got all these filters set up to look for bogus emails. And Lehengren's like, no, no, he'll check mine because he's a subscriber to my to my YouTube channel. And there's this whole, like, kind of like, you know, she's she's... Yeah. boasting about his subscription and her yeah. friends are like punching her arm being oh like, she actually th- I thought you were doing a bit no this is this, oh, this uh, is the story oh, of, oh, the, of Ready Player 2 I'm, minus client oh, sorry so, sorry, that so, sorry to, to hear that no yeah. go on please so um, they are having this conversation she's like no no he, trust me like he'll, he'll get it he'll get it we're kindred we're he's kindred a Patreon subscriber um, one of them Lilith raises a good point she said hold on What's to stop Parzival from taking it, referring to the secret siren soul shard, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck it is, and teleporting away without paying you a dime? Remember, it was a billion dollars. Parzival would never do that. But, but, uh, <laughs> well, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Lilith is not having it. He's a rich nut job who acts like a total douchebag on social media, Lilith said. He also likes to hunt and kill his detractors for sport, remember? You shouldn't trust him. You guys are so cynical, Lehengrin said. Have a little faith. Oh, Ingrid, no. It's a good argument. It's Ingrid, a good your, argument. your friends are trying to trying to help you. Uh, she is going to record her conversation with Parzival. That's her one sort of concession to potentially getting scammed. I don't want to try and... Um, preempt. Preempt something that might might happen here, but it's not going to be the case, is it, that one of the robes of Anorak's super user abilities is... You can't he can, be recorded. He can block her recording <laughs> well, so that she can't. I mean, he could just block her from the whole game. Like... <laughs> And then she'd never be able he to talk to these people He could kill her again. right here, yeah. right now. He could kill them all. Um, remember, while all this is happening, because uh, it, it is important, that Parzival Wade is just standing there. He is, he's yeah. Just, he's just perving on these young people's chat. He's jacking it. It's a private chat. He is jacking it. He fucking loves this shit. He for sure doesn't indicate that he doesn't get off on it. Uh, okay. which I personally would take pains to do if people <laughs> yeah. were accusing me of being invisible all the time. I'd say, yeah, but I don't get off on it. <laughs> Needs must. <laughs> we gotta do and this. I need. We gotta do a song about how we don't get off on being invisible. <laughs> now, 
the tone of the conversation shifts somewhat because they start to realize that like Lohengrin, she's not fucking about like this is serious. She f- believes and they have reason to trust her because she seems smart. She's the leader of the low five, the Oza zero. Um, she is trustworthy. And sh- if she believes that she's found this thing, then they're like, okay, maybe, maybe this is true. What would you do with the money? Like a billion dollars is crazy. It's yeah. an insane amount of money. I thought you'd never ask. She replied. First, I'm going to buy a big house in Columbus for all of us to live in together. It's going to have a big kitchen. It's always full of food. We'll each have our own room, and in the basement, we'll have our own private classic video game arcade. Where it's we going can to be based out. on Og's basement. <laughs> <laughs> she paused to take in a large breath of air. Just breathing. Okay. I'll also make sure our new crib has the fastest Oasis connection money can buy, she went on. Then once it's ready, I'll fly you all up to it. We're all going to grow old there together, and we'll never have to depend on anyone else ever again. Now, I included this because it's like... That's quite nice. That's just a nice idea that she has. Yeah. It's a little bit... It's it's a little it's a bit, bit forward, specific. It's a bit forward to just sort of tell people, yeah. when I get a billion dollars, this you're going to come and die in a house with me. <laughs> in the arcade. Um, but this chokes them all up and they're like... Cassidy is like, seriously? You do that? And she's like, you're my only friends in the world, basically. You're my family. And we learn that her family... Her mum's died. And so, like, since then... They truly are family. Mm. They all start kind of tearing up. It's actually like quite a sweet emotional moment. It strikes me that these are only possible when they exclude Wade. Yeah, because he's so unlikable <laughs> as a character. Although in the movie version of this, we've got to have like the camera right. this focus scene on is these gonna kids be 20 and then it minutes pans long. back to see Wade <laughs> yeah, just, just like furiously <laughs> smashing away. Oh, just powerful, powerful imagery. Um, they you know in the way that these cool scenes do they can't be emotional for too long oh, do you just love that this conversation is so long and he's just <laughs> it's like, like five pages that he's just standing so, observing so dumb um he watches uh, all this and he's like touched by it as well because they're all like on the verge of tears but one of them you know in that classic kind of stranger things writing style where you've got to get out of the scene it's like there's an emotional bit one of them like, to be like come on stupid yeah oh, oh, you and they're like yeah bag. oh fucking yeah bro yeah it's cool yeah. <laughs> i wasn't crying uh they have that kind of vibe and wade says i was suddenly filled just imagine like witnessing this for a moment before I tell you what he says it's he he does say that he's got kind of choked up by this because he's like what a pure expression of love like these people really this is the best of what his Wade technology can't imagine giving anything to anyone else but he can't no um but like not even for the billion dollars promised <laughs> it's so funny if he tries to screw out of this billion dollars I'm so excited it doesn't happen in this chapter because as I said no Nothing no time really in elapses chapter, yeah. in the main plot but just think about this for a moment wade is watching having been in this position himself right where like his friends and his family were chosen yeah when he made forays into the digital world and found people who shared his interests and shared his like you know slightly social outcast kind of vibe he's watching these people who are slightly younger than him i think go through the same thing and talk really earnestly and openly about about real experiences and that has got to be the only good thing that the oasis is possible for like that's the best thing it could do yeah and he watches that, and, and this is what he thinks. I was suddenly filled with an overwhelming desire to find out who these people were in real life. Oh! <laughs> for a normal Oasis user, <laughs> learning this would have been impossible, but for me, it was no, as simple it doesn't as say that again. all of their it avatars does not on my say this again. Then I instructed the system to scan each of their Oasis accounts and display any obvious similarities or connections between them. It informed me that the five were all either 19 or 20 years old in age, 
years old in age is just a very cool, yep. very cool phrase. And that all five of them had graduated from the same Oasis public school on Ludus 2 a few years ago. And then I think OPS hashtag 1126 is maybe a school or a year. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. These gunters were old high school friends, just like me and H. And all five of them had enrolled in GSS's, that's his company, Disadvantaged Youth Empowerment Program, which provided free only headsets and Oasis consoles to orphaned and or destitute kids around the world. It was for this reason that I felt I was entitled to know every single (laughs) thing about them. I'd given them that, so it was time for them to give me all of their data. (laughs) I took some some deal that I'd struck with these children (laughs) without their consent or knowledge. Taking some more live brain scans. (laughs) (laughs) Now look, the morality creeps back in and this is again an instance of where Wade is just being written as a wildly inconsistent character who has no static sense of what goodness could possibly entail. Because it's at this point, not the point before he did this, that I suddenly felt like a jerk for eavesdropping on their conversation. So what I take from that is that there's something in what he just found out that makes him a jerk that wasn't there prior. It's like if he didn't do the perving, he wouldn't know he was bad. I think... Which is like a peeping Tom saying like, oh, well... You know, I wouldn't have been peeping if there weren't any naked people in the locker room. Like, it's sort of, it's like... I wouldn't have been peeping if I didn't, if I wasn't certain they didn't want me to. (laughs) I think it's less um, involved than that. I think it's that he only is able to, um, like, critically analyse from a moral perspective the thing before he did last. Uh, so okay. it's like that so, two Ronnie sketch where they're doing the mastermind question. Exactly. Answering the question before. Yeah. yeah. Where he's like, I, he can't see the, the problem with it when he's doing it. But then as soon as he does any new thing, he, he knows reflect. the last one was off. And then, yeah. so when he does another thing, he'll realize that going and looking at their data was wrong yeah. as, as well. Something Maybe. that he and the robot Robin Williams therapist should probably dive into in yeah. the future. So, just sit with this he's had this experience now there's a full kind of moral arc here he's gone through oh i'm doing something seems fine i found out some information oh it's recontextualized that that maybe was the wrong thing to do maybe in this situation you'd be thinking oh okay i shouldn't be so quick to to violate these basic principles of of human decency so what he backs out of so the, he quits the oasis the he sells the company to oxfam he just yeah he and goes he fucks off to embryo space <laughs> I stood there for a few seconds, staring down at her avatar. This is Lehengrin now. Yeah. He's, he's actually left the chat room. So, sorry, I should have clarified that the badness that he feels extends up to the point of, I'll leave the chat room. Right, okay. I've cool. done my part. Per- like, I'll leave it now. I've per- I found out what yeah. they were going to do with it. He's finished. Yeah. In every sense of yeah. the term. Now he's back in the the basement or wherever the fuck they were and he's just sort of looming at Lohengrin invisibly good that's much better I stood there for a few Less seconds creepy. staring down at her avatar pretending to wrestle with my conscience pretending to wrestle then with I my went conscience. ahead and pulled up Lohengrin's private account profile to find out her real world identity <laughs> what's going on like what is going on I do you know the bit the word for me is pretending <laughs> yeah no, I mean, that is it but pretending there's no need to, to pretend to your own like he's not being honest with us on any level like Ernest is not being honest with us about who Wade is Wade is not being honest to himself about who he is there's just I can't follow a character who is this constantly just pinballing around like and has no fixed bad about having perved on these people so what I did was I backed out 
and perved on one specific In person. much more detail. Much, much worse. Now, this... You'll have seen me ready my laptop here because we're, yeah. we're soon to switch over to uh, a different mode of discussion prior to which it might be a good idea to get in our middle section. So I'm going to say cool. that before we find out what he's going to discover in Lohengrin's... Pr- let me just specify... Let me see if it says private, private profile, profile yeah. information. We'll pause... For, I think you've got some writing advice for us. I do. Now, who have you gone for this week? One of the Steinbeck or... One of the greats. One Arthur of the all-time greats. But I I thought about Billy Miller. Shakes. No, no, no. He, he didn't write many tips. Does he not? No, unfortunately Greedy. not. I know. Well, yeah. and that's why he's the only fucker from around there. Yeah. You know? um, no. Now, I remember last week you, you were a bit aggrieved, really, by this section. It really lowered your mood. It did, It made yeah. you furious. It made me quite annoyed. Um, and I think that that was because there was a sense of Chuck really going violently off track. Yeah, you this know, is Chuck Wendig. Chuck the Wendig, Chuck the, Wendig. The internet's Chuck Wendig of author of Minds, books, such of as insecure website terribleminds.com, yeah. uh, and Some author of books. many Star Wars books that and many no weird one tweets. has read. Many, many weirder tweets. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll remember that there were such classics as Eat Bees and then yeah. <clears throat> Stop Eating Bees. Really good. Um, and I think that you were mostly annoyed because you want. Want I want Chuck. to get to the to you the want, real meat and potatoes. You want to love Chuck, and you want yeah. to get to the core of why he's such a good and acclaimed writer. Because he knows what he's doing, and it seems like he's actively in like hiding he's, it from me, much from like you Wade. specifically. Yeah. yeah. Um, now you'll be pleased to know that this 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 week we get back on track with yes. some some real advice. Okay, okay. actionable. Definitely. Cool. That's definitely. Um, I mean, it, it, some of it would in, would require significant life change that's fine I mean if that's what it takes to be one of the great writers which as you know has long been my ambition okay well then tip 14 is don't ever look at the news oh like Wade don't ever look at the news exactly okay. like Wade weird how they seem to it share it strange anyway because like Fiona Apple said this world is bullshit it is it's all bullshit it'll just make you sad and then you won't write You'll just sit around eating cheesecake and offering up stupid writing advice on the internet. Mm. That's a bit of... That's a bit of The news is dumb. The world is dumb. Retreat into your land of unicorns where it's safe. Okay, that's cool. So all writing should be disconnected from any kind of political reality. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to... That's interesting. And if you look at all of the great texts... They have nothing to say about anything. nothing to say about (laughs) the the world around them. Yeah, it's all completely abstracted. Um... And and I, I, at the top of that list will be his works for sure. Well, I which, haven't read them, which but for I sure say they. nothing. <laughs> um, tip fifteen is <clears throat> read the work aloud. Okay, but we're doing that classic thing of get, giving me whiplash between the like different vibes. Yeah, like, that is fine advice. Lots yeah. of people say to do that. Let's let's see how you feel by the end of the tip. There's he's got more to say about it. Yeah, than you fine. might have, okay. have thought. I am just going to ask because it's just, it's a little I paragraph. Just don't mm. don't interrupt, and you have to try not to put me off as well because I I want to get to the end. I won't look at okay. you. I'll keep my eyes closed. That's possibly like worse. Reading the work aloud lets you hear the rhythm, the flow, the inconsistencies. It'll help you catch any awkwardness or word choice problems. It'll also help you catch the witches. <laughs> the witches are coming. <laughs> But they are easily confounded by stories. They are held wrapped by them. And as you mesmerise them with narrative, you can kill them and take their hats and wands. Fucking witches, man. 
Every writer's enemy, those witches. If witches are not your enemy, you're not a writer. And no, I don't mean cool witches. I don't mean your friend Zelda, who's a witch and who casts spells to protect your third floor condo from bad spirits. I mean like ancient fucking witches. I mean eldritch crone hags who are eternal and who have haunted the earth from its earliest pyroclastic days. Those witches... So the witches are back. That's good. Because I think we'd remarked, I don't remember which episode, but we were like, oh, why why drop an idea? So I thought maybe that was a meta bit of advice where it's like, you know, know when to stop. Leave them wanting more with the witches. Yeah. But Chuck's saying, leave them wanting less and then yeah. give them more non- nonetheless. Give yeah. them more regards. Yeah, exactly. He's saying, take the possibly the the single best piece of advice you've you've said so far and, and just up. fuck it. Just ruin just it. Just kill it. Just ruin stamp it with on it. No, it was really cool. And my favourite thing about it was concise as well. Yeah, like to the point. To say and it got out. Which I think was one of his points earlier. Point number 16. When in doubt, pterodactyls and Frankensteins. Barking. Everyone who is this person always talks about things like pterodactyls. There's like, you can make a list of like the, the kind of hallmarks of this quirky guy. And pterodactyls would be on there. Apparently, witches are going to be on there as well. Witches are but right in just, the middle. There seems to be like a shared dictionary of of images that they draw from. That they are like. Imagine mentioning this at a time like now. I'm <laughs> oh. gonna um, stuck in your story. Just throw in some pterodactyls and Frankenstein's. Always peps up a dull story. Hmm. It's funny that he says that because I know for a fact that he, he is someone, someone he's someone who would say doctor. Frankenstein is he's probably doctor, doing yeah. that to bait out the, probably the so response. that he can do a joke about how actually yeah. Frankenstein was a witch yeah oh, <laughs> oh yes point 17 scream at ponds and rivers scream at them water contains mystical properties and is also where the muses hide when you are passing by any body of water yell at it and command it to inspire you. Yell at it until you are frothy and hoarse. Demand the muses rise from murky turbidity and deliver inspiration unto you. That or a sword. Sometimes muses hand out swords. Okay. Another useless bit of advice. Like, there's nothing in that, is there? There's nothing at all. <laughs> Hang on, let me just, do- let me just, just double just check. In the beginning, scream at ponds and rivers. If you followed two, no. two or more pieces of this advice, you'd be arrested that same day. And um, rightly so. Uh, yeah, you'd need to key. be. Um, qu- point eighteen, quite similar to point sixteen. Yeah, starts with the same refrain. Uh, when in doubt, witches, cats grant wishes. Oh yeah, that is the that's same. that's true. That's why authors always have cats because those are the cats that granted those authors their wishes to become authors. I have two cats, and they're from a rare breed called. Go on. Go on. Right. Right. Cats. No. Text cat. You, you thought you're you're actually doing something better. <laughs> they're from a rare breed called dogs. Oh, very funny. <laughs> they're pretty weird looking, but whatever. That's that is funny, because they're different animals. Yeah. I think I think that's the joke. I I'll do one what do you want one more? Yeah, yeah why not? Yeah, sure. I, the more we do now, the less we have to do in the future. <laughs> well, exactly. I don't want to squeezing my fists into a ball. I don't want to ruin it all now because otherwise they might not be for, ne- for next time. All out the way. Listen to Thoreau. Henry David Thoreau said, write while the heat is in you, mm. which is another way of saying throw eight bees. And so it's time to start with the eating bees thing again. It's not. It's not I know we were past this, but now we're not. So num num some bees. That's what Thoreau was doing when he fucked off to the woods. He was destroying trees, looking for bees and honey to eat. Thoreau was a bear. What I'm saying is <laughs> Thoreau be, was a bear. be a bear. Part time at least. A bear. 
a lycanthropic ursine. Margaret Atwood is also a lycanthropic bear person because she's Canadian. And all Canadians are lycanthropes. But I'm not telling you anything you didn't already know. I I promise you were, Chuck, and I I don't even know it now. You told me nothing. No, hang on. You must have... You can't have known about Thoreau being a bear already. It's not true is the thing. So you you can tell me something I don't know, but only insofar as it is true will I accept it as knowledge. Is that... That's nonsense. If you'd said before, I would have got... I probably would have gone to a genuine authority. It's on, really unfortunate that you didn't. I didn't. You went to Chuck Wendig. But anyway. he just talks ne- about bees and witches. You must have noticed that most of them are at bees and witches. And, and I, I did, but I thought that's what you were looking for. No, I was looking for I thought it was going to be a nice foil. I was hoping we'd give our readers actionable, <laughs> implementable tips. Oh, fuck. To no. sort of counterbalance oh, the bullshit that we're reading. Oh, right, unfortunately. Right, right. Some people might start eating bees now, and that's on you. And it's Chuck. not on me because I I'm not saying to eat bees. I don't think. Okay. I I try and write sometimes, and I don't eat. I specifically don't eat bees. Okay. Well, something to to give a. Oh my to. god! Fuck. Now let's so, uh, leave just, Chuck for just, now. We've got six more, and we'll do those next time. I think. Okay. Uh, but some of them are, are, are a bit long, so maybe, maybe we'll, we'll do only do a couple. Three, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just draw to this out. String it out because oh. it, it's good. You, I, let's see if we can get him on the show. Isn't your doctor always telling you you need a bit more salt? Like, get the blood pressure up. So there you go. You've got to. Now, fade back in to Lohengrin standing there, innocent, about to be violated through the means of invading the personal, private data. She's being fucked by the super user abilities granted to Wade by the Robes of Anorak. I justified violating her right to privacy as an Oasis user the way I always did. Go on. By telling myself it was necessary. Oh, it wasn't. Before I accepted Lohengrin's help in return for a billion dollars, I had to find out as much as I could about her. No. To get a sense of who I would be dealing with. I was out in the small print. But that was a bullshit excuse and I knew it. Oh, okay. What it really boiled down to is plain old curiosity. I was curious about who Lohengrin you was in the real world. You freak. And I had the ability to find out. So I did. Wow. It's... It's cool. It's good of Wade, but it's even better of Ernest to end one chapter with the declaration that I specifically haven't done this thing because I respect this person. And then having disrespected her and her closest, decided that now, actually, I am going to do this thing. But it's still out of... It wasn't, but... Now, I'm going to read... There's quite a lot of just the text to get through here to set up a, a topic... Of discussion, and it was, I I would put it under the category of Ernest wading into the discourse. <laughs> oh, okay. um, and I don't want to spoil anything in advance for people who are still holding on to the last shred of hope that maybe this is going to be good, actually. But <laughs> I'm going to tell you that his his attempt at discourse has not gone well received oh. across the board. Now you'll see for reasons that will become clear that I've outsourced most of the critique of this particular attempt um, to game developer Kate Barrett talking to the Daily Dot author Anna Valens um, and a bunch of people on Twitter who are more qualified than I to to share takes on this. But I think there's still something for us to discuss. Now, Lohengrin's real name was Skylar Castillo-Adkins. According to her private user profile, she was an unmarried important mm-hmm. 19 year old ticking Ernest's right. box oh. that's probably libelous ticking Wade's box <laughs> that was a simple error 
Caucasian female. If I didn't want people to make that out, <laughs> I wouldn't make my protagonist so transparently. I write nerd uh, porn or turn. Fucking <laughs> and perform it in front of audiences. Avatar for myself, yeah. She's a 19-year-old Caucasian female. She lives in the Duncanville, Texas stacks. Blah, blah, blah. It's a really rough neighborhood. Here's a real fucking, like, nod in the direction of just giving up on this whole premise of, of maybe Wade is a good guy. Since I'd already violated her privacy, I decided to go full-on Big Brother and have a look at her headset feeds. Oh, okay, cool. This is a new concept, though, headset feeds. So we do we sign our new, like, terminology klaxon. There were ten wide-angle surveillance cameras mounted on the exterior of each Oni headset, which allowed the wearer to keep an eye on their body and its surroundings from inside the Oasis. I'm going to do a little game here. I've just invented this on the spot. I'm going to do... You ever heard of blankety-blank? Blankety-blank? I'm going to blankety-blank out some words in this sentence and just see if, if you can, like, figure out what I might have blanked. The blanks of blank gave me access to a secret sub-menu on every Oni user's account where I could monitor the video feeds coming from their cameras. Any guesses? <laughs> now, uh, blanks it's not... Of blanks. The it's uh, five-letter. Bl- right. And then the next one's six letters. Okay, any... Oh, really, it's a clothes. It's a clothes. It's a type of clothes. It's not the cloak. The cape of the pervert. The, the fucking shawl the of tunic of nonsense. Oh wait, it's not the robes yeah! of Anorak, is it? <laughs> Super oh, wow. is. So with the robes of Anorak, not only one like kind of upside of the robes of Anorak, I guess <laughs> you could argue one. is that. Well, from the perspective of not Wade, from the perspective of humanity, is that most of the mischief they enable, where mischief stands in for crime, yeah. has been like largely situated within the digital world. Like, yeah, you can kill people with them, but it's not going to kill them IRL. Well, maybe yeah. it could. But now it turns out that the robes of Anorak also have this... Uh, secret sub menu, which is a fucking cool way of that is it, very good. I where like to you throw can that just away, yeah. surveil people all the time in their own homes via 10 cameras mounted to their body. Yeah, that's bad, isn't it? That's bad. It might at this point just be quicker for Ernest to tell us what can he <laughs> what objectively not do with the robes he of would never. He would never allow you to pin him down on that because no. it's crucial to the character of Wade that he always has, has the answer the possibility. or the ability like when it comes up. So if there were a situation in the future where you needed 11 cameras, there would indeed be a secret one from, discovered. From what I know about like the last book, he was the last person on Earth who needed this because he already, before having the super user abilities granted upon him by the robes of Anorak, yeah. had an answer immediately, a hand for everything yeah, that he needs. It's just gone. It's You know, somehow, like, the monomyth is about a character starts with some form of deficiency or lesson to learn, and in the end they've learned that lesson and become, the he calls it the master of two worlds, the original place they came from, the place they've travelled to in the kind of psycho-metaphorical uh, space. In the case of Ready Player One, and now seemingly plowing ahead in Ready Player Two, Wade becomes not the master of two worlds, but but twice the master of the one world he was already the master yeah. of. <laughs> like he, his character is not developed; it is compounded and become more Wade-like with every lesson, quote unquote, learnt, and every like character development, quote unquote, achieved. Like he just becomes the the maximum amount of wage you could possibly he, be. He is a sort of a Zeus figure, isn't he? Of just like if you have the ability to just do whatever the fuck you want, like yeah. he just Chaotic. will. He simply this, will this this is 
This is the, the, the futuristic version of I'm going to become a swan and I'm going to fuck yeah, you. pretty much. Um, so basically, he's got this way of seeing... I had the ability to spy on people in their homes. This was one of GSS's ugliest secrets. Not the ugliest. <laughs> that's, that's when you play a three. No, no. We've, it's not quite as bad as when we harvested organs and yeah. did testing on the disabled. There would be riots and class action suits galore if our customers ever found out about it. Yeah. But these were exceptional circumstances, I assured myself. Basically, he does this. He pulls up Skylar, who is Lohengrin, the Oza Zero, her headset feeds, and he's inside this trailer where she lives, and it sucks. Like, she's living in extreme poverty by herself. She has a thin, frail-looking body, which is stretched out on a worn mattress in the back of this old, like, Airstream trailer that's in the stacks in Texas. Remember his concept of, like, yeah, people remember. built really high? Yeah. Because America's quite small. Um... Her gaunt features seem to conflict with the pleasant dreamlike expression on her face. And she's got a robot to put a Snoopy blanket over her for reasons that remain unclear. <laughs> that is very sad. <clears throat> that is an amazingly sad image. Discourse begins. My chest felt hollow. I closed all of the vid feed windows and scanned Skylar's user profile for more information about her. Her school records included a scan of her birth certificate, which revealed another surprise. One I think we all saw coming. She'd been... DMAB, designated male at birth. Discovering this minor detail didn't send me spiralling into a sexual identity crisis, the way it probably would have back when I was younger. Thanks to years of surfing the Oni net, I now knew what it felt like to be all kinds of different people having all different kinds of sex. I'd experienced sex with women while being another woman, and sex with men as both a woman and a man. What? I know. So that wow. puts, that puts to bed our previously suspected. Concept. Maybe that was maybe that was a development. Maybe after a couple of years, yeah, he was like, like, right, right, finally, fine. MM is, MM is, is, is on, on the table. Um, I'd done playback. Oh, I hate that expression. I'd done playback of several different flavors of straight and gay and non-binary sex, just out of pure curiosity. And I come away with the same realization that most only users came away with. And this is now the third most highlighted part of the book. Passion was passion, and love was love regardless of who the participants involved were, or what sort of body they were assigned at birth. Pause for a moment. There is something about that that struck me, and probably has struck you, as quite strangely written. And not, and not in the normal way that Ready Player nope. World is strangely written. It had, for me, a kind of congratulatory air about... It's the birthmark thing again, right? Yeah, 100, about like, it's exactly the about same. About, like, hats... Hats off for me, Wade, who found out that a trans person existed and still would fuck him. Like, yep. that's basically the level well, that we're and, operating at. And I think, again, the other things that are weird about it are, number one, why? Like, why are you, why are you wading into this bit of discourse? Like, what is your reason for doing so here? Like, I'm not saying that... I think I have the answer oh, to that question. Oh, good. Okay, we'll fine. We'll circle back. Second, though, is, like... If your argument is, well, I would have thought that it was gross, but then I did it all myself. And because I've now done it, I know it's okay. Yeah. That's not character it's not, it's growth, not, is it? It's not character growth. It's also, it's also like not a sensitive way of handling the inclusion of a trans character. No. Who seemingly so far exists only as like an instrument to show Wade in an even better light what, than before. And, and like very specifically as... Uh, like object of sexual fascination yeah now i 
I was, you know, having these thoughts and I thought, well, you know, I can't be the only person who thought this. And there'll be people with more experience and explanations of these phenomena than I to unpack them. And here we turn to an article called Ready Player Two thrashed on Twitter over transphobic non-binary sex passage. Game developer Kate Barrett previously parodied, and this sounds so good, I, I can't, I don't think I've heard this before. She parodied Ready Player One with a video game called Ready Player Fuck, where players <laughs> star as the ultimate geek in a virtual world full of, quote, exasperating pop culture references and stuff I stole from models-resource.com, which sounds so good. I think we need to try and play it on stream. Barrett, who criticised the new book's passage, told The Daily Dot that Ready Player Two fails to accurately depict queer trans experiences, partly because Wade is so obsessed with himself and his cisgender heterosexual male identity. This is a quote from Barrett. Well, from the get-go, we learn he's stalking a girl and looking at her past, her school records, no less. How deep did he go? Birth certificate. Yeah. The rest of the passage suffers from the exact same problem as much of the first book, where our protagonist makes everything about him, Barrett said. He's talking about how he's a stand-up dude for not being revolted by her gender. He goes over and over all his solipsistic thoughts about himself, all the sex he's had, minus any details about when and why, only that it happened. Meanwhile, Klein's narrative suffers from some, quote, weird and poorly researched errors, such as the term DMAB instead of AMAB, or assigned male at birth. Yeah. This is particularly obvious with the phrase straight and gay and non-binary sex, which I yep. just read, <laughs> and which someone on Twitter did such a good tweet that I included... Uh, ah, the three kinds of sex, gay, straight, and non-binary. Which is funny. Um, Klein does not stretch, does not just stretch the reader's suspension of disbelief that Wade has changed. He also shows his own limitations with writing about the trans experience. He clearly didn't ask or talk to any non-binary or trans people when he wrote this, and it's overly fetishistic, Barrett told The Daily Dot. Now, we mentioned, your first point was like, why include it in this sense? And I think I'm broadly in favour of Ernest writing a trans character if he wants to i think it demands a level of a level of detail and sensitivity that i haven't seen much of in his writings thus far and perhaps the why he's done it answer is found in ready player one in a in a passage i completely forgot about that someone uh posted artemis art three miss and parzival are having a chat when before they've met yeah and i'm going to do this voice for artemis and this voice for Parzival, so it's very clear. Cool. I'm sort of subscribing to the gender binary here, but this is Ready Player One we're talking about. <laughs> that is, if I am a woman, are you a woman? It's not your turn. I think they're doing like an ask each other questions thing. Fine. How well do you know H? He's been my best friend for five years. Now spill it. Are you a woman? What? And by that, I mean, are you a human female who has never had a sex change operation? Uh, That's pretty specific. Answer the question. I am and always have been a human female. And that's the end of the wow. section. So <laughs> perhaps it's in light of this, you know, it's overtly transphobic what, section yeah. in Ready Player One that he's gone for a sort of second swing and a miss in Ready Player Two. I think it's unfortunate because what I think Ernest, this is projection, but I think it's I think it's borne out by other comparisons where we do know what authors think about these things. In the same way that when J.K. Rowling is criticised for characters like Cho Chang, in the same way that I think she gets so defensive about very valid and and quite often good faith criticisms of books that the people who are criticizing them like she takes away well people are just so difficult these days people are always trying to shut down the discourse and i should be allowed as an author to like get you know to do what i want to say what i want um i think that the unfortunate side effect of the backlash to things like this is that what Ernest will think is 
oh fine well I'll never I'll never write another trans character then fine if that's what you want I, it's a real like throw and to be honest it might might be best good. in that case yeah but the problem with that I think is that it if your attempt at inclusivity fucks up you don't blame inclusivity for the fuck up you blame your attempt well no you shouldn't yes you but shouldn't people yes, will yes, 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 people yes, will exactly and I think that that is the problem is that like I I kind of understand and broadly agree with you on this idea of like it's a a good idea that there should be more representation of trans people and non-binary people and all, all sorts of like protected and marginalized groups in in as many like popular works of fiction as possible yeah but i also don't think that those should be indiscriminate if they're going to be as poor selfish and offensive as oh, sure. Ernest going to make them like this yeah. is my point about about Ernest and why are you doing this is like the reason that he is doing it is to cover his ass having having already outed himself as like straight at best at best at very very best. misguided yeah. about some issues that when did Ready Player One come out I mean it's not ancient history no it's not the case that we weren't having these discussions as a culture at that point and and it's, and, online and it's very very specifically turfy language yeah. as well yeah, yeah, yeah. like it, is it not literally it's, just it's almost adult, adult human, human female, female right we're missing adult because yeah. she is in fact not a child yeah, yeah oh good <laughs> another <laughs> that another, it better, right? another layer of protection yeah. for Ernest there yeah right is that the issue is that if the inclusion is so that you can get people off of your back and you're yeah. not even going to bother to do it in a sensitive and informed way yeah. then actually yeah I think it probably is best that he doesn't ever write yeah. another trans character again probably so I think there are there are two sort of competing things that we're trying to say and that I think the left articulates in sometimes confusing ways which are more representation is good but that doesn't mean just any representation mm. is good it has to be more representation that is meets a very very low baseline yeah. of sensitivity and basic human respect and the the thing that i see with yeah with backlashes against authors who make these really bad and disrespectful attempts at inclusivity especially when it seems quite clearly here to be calling back and trying to right these wrongs is that they'll just be like fine well fuck inclusivity as a concept mm -hmm. and it's very unfortunate and I would say probably detrimental overall like if Wade if I've <laughs> done it again if Ernest yeah. could be made to understand why this sucks would it would it be better? Fundamentally, he cannot. Yeah, that could that's, be the that's case. the issue, right? Is that if because if he were able to, then he would have done from the last time. Yeah, you'd think he would have checked with a few people. There's like no him. reason why you shouldn't assume that uh, a person who is being paid, let's face it, millions of dollars for their books before they're even written, it should therefore have the responsibility to make sure that what they're putting in their book is like marginally, even to the barest minimum standard, like a inoffensive. Yeah. And B is like researched. Like he has put more research into games that have the number seven <laughs> than he, than he has trans into the, the yeah. like literal lives of trans people that yeah. he's writing about 
in a kind of sexually objectifying way to make him and his character both seem slightly less odious than yeah. they did in the last book. Yeah, it's a very uncomfortable section that I'm sure... I'm sure this is the last time that will crop up. <laughs> oh. um, some Twitter responses that amuse me. I fuck anything that moves, so I can't be transphobic is paraphrasing, but sure is a thing written in English in the book Ready Player 2. <laughs> Endlessly entertained by the Ready Player 2 concept of non-binary sex, which I assume is just sex of any kind between two people named Rowan. <laughs> and my favourite, Ready Player 3, colon, and then a quote... I tried non-binary sex. That is sex without a VR headset on a few times. And <laughs> very good, very good tweet. Now diving back in, there's more. There's more to this concept. Oh God! Um, we learn that Skylar legally changed her gender to female when she was 16. A few months after she received her first Oni headset, which also alarm belled for me because yeah. one of the concepts that turfs online have is about like trans contagion. The idea that like the kids are the kids saw a trans person once and, that, and therefore that made them trans. now they're going to trans it does themselves. sound like he's saying the only made her trans mm. which yeah. is a, a dubious claim i'm more worried about how far back these camera logs go <laughs> uh around the same time now we've got some new terminology coming up so get ready she changed her avatar's sex classification to uh gender this is the o with a slash in it from like scandinavian languages right. which i didn't know how to pronounce so i watched a youtube video that said it's like it's like the o in word uh but you make an even rounder sound so it's like uh so it's uh gender <laughs> right okay which, which is catchy if nothing else a brand new option gss had added due to popular demand people who identified as uh gender were individuals who chose to experience sex exclusively through their only headsets and who also didn't limit themselves to experiencing it as a specific gender or sexual orientation Coming out as Urgender became incredibly common in the wake of the Oni's release. For the first time in human history, anyone 18 years of age or older could safely and easily experience sex with any gender and as any gender. This tended to alter their perception of gender identity and fluidity in profound ways. It mm. certainly altered mine, and I was certain it had done the same thing for every other Oni user with how, even a mildly adventurous spirit. How had it altered yours, Wade? Uh, remember, he wasn't physically sick when he heard that there was a trans person. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. So my, he did, my he did mistake. Rewrite. He didn't say that he was no longer No, no, you're right. No, you're sex. right. He, sorry, yeah. sorry. My mistake. Thanks to the Oasis Neural Interface, which is, I think... One of the, I reckon if I control F for that phrase, or thanks to the Oni, thanks to GSS, thanks to me, Wade, it would be a billion results. Yep. Your gender and your sexuality were no longer constrained by or confined to the physical body you happen to be born into, which seems to me to be like he's claiming that it was by virtue of the Oni that being transgender became actually possible. Yeah. Because he said... Ernest has managed to congratulate himself... For coming up with the idea of transgenderism. Uh, yeah. Um, but that is what this says, right? Let me just read it that, No, no, that is what it Thanks says. Thanks to the yeah. Oni, your gender and sexuality were no longer constrained or confined to the physical body you happen to be born into. That's already not the case. No. That's already just... No, it's not. Completely not yeah. the case. <laughs> what are you talking about? You, like, that's it's a, so it's an amazing. It's an amazing way to out yourself as not it's accepting what, and also trans just, like, people. profoundly ignorant on the issue that you're trying to shoehorn into your very well-paid book. Mm. The chapter is almost over. Um, he perves into her mother's history. She died of heart failure two years ago. Skylar's been living by herself. And... When he glances back, he's like, oh, I've probably done enough paving for today. He glances back and Lohengrin's eyes flicker open in, in 
implying that she's now like bodily present in yeah. the in the avatar space with him. He has to like quickly shuffle away all the digi files, <laughs> <laughs> closing all his tabs. I use my robes of anorak to cover her head. <laughs> One of my just normal <laughs> user abilities that any robes can any robe can do. But mine did especially well. Maybe with a kind of foil shine like a legendary Pokemon. <laughs> Her avatar stood up and began to walk toward the exit. I was standing directly in her path. This is the end of the chapter. Just picture no, this. You know, we've talked no, before about how, he's he's, um, how he pictures a lot of stuff in cinematic terms, which is something yeah. I don't think is necessarily bad for a writer. No. But I do think it's bad when your book has already been made into a film and now you're just trying to do that again. Yeah, exactly. Um, you're, you're doing the storyboarding element yeah, he's doing, for them. This is big storyboarding energy. Her avatar stood up and began to walk toward the exit. I was standing directly in her path. This is bullet points. Instead of stepping out of her way, I folded my arms and assumed an ominous wizard pose. Then I made my avatar <laughs> visible once pose. again. What the fuck End is an chat. ominous wizard Woo! pose? <laughs> it's just crazy. That's so funny. Wow. I think folding your arms is only ominous if you are a wizard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the title morality of this episode applies, Fuck as you can see, hell. in a multifaceted way, not only to the in-world morality, but to the out-of-world morality yeah, of Ernest more. bungling his, maybe, you know, for some people, his chance at redeeming what was some pretty fucked up some really and ignorant bad, really and transphobic awful, yeah. stuff in Ready Player One. And I, that, that section kind of through me even more than the like not just the, the ready player one section yeah yeah that, not, that's so stark like not just by that but also by the like the actual tone of the way in which wade is asking these questions like angrily almost yeah. which are, is not just from your He's reading horny as well, but is from yeah You've got to keep is from like just the words like the demanding now answer the question yeah. like whatever like it's just it, it just betrays a certain like aggression towards these things someone on twitter described it as like emblematic of the problem of what can sometimes be well-intentioned uh but ultimately just like wild wildly wide of the mark attempts at inclusivity like this and the thing that i think fucks it up so much apart from the facts of the matter yeah and just getting so much wrong in such an offensive and lazy way is is this idea that of how I think he would react to the criticism. He's not, I assume, going to take this in good faith and be like, you know what, yeah, I fucked up. Like, that That sucks. I've done it twice now, and it sucked both times. Mm. But it's just this idea that, like, he, he will think that people are just, like, scolding him for woke points, when actually this is an incredibly clear example of mm. you got basic facts wrong, empirical facts about a well-established set of experiences and phenomena and pieces of terminology that you could have just googled like the conflation of this largely non-existent online presence of people who are just looking to be offended by stuff will blend with this instance where this is just objectively a correct criticism (laughs) to level at this text and by people like how i again imagine earnest to be but if if not earnest a whole host of people will come away and be like Twitter were just trying to cancel that book. Why? Because they're just woke. It's, it's just very, very frustrating. Yeah. And it's a shame that Ernest has done it again. Yeah. It's a bad chapter. It's a bad really? Chapter. Like it's bad artistically. It's bad politically. It's bad just from a basic level of, of you know, trying not to fuck up yeah. some stuff that you just don't need to fuck up about people who don't need more stuff fucked up for them by mm. people 
especially white cis heterosexual people in this level of authorial power for reasons that as you can see continually evade us but which sadly nonetheless are the fact um <laughs> Now it's going to be one of those like wrenching the wheels the, of the, straight of back the Titanic. The huge U-turn. Yeah. There is more book to cover. I can only assume that there's nothing as egregiously transphobic left in it because I haven't seen much. I, when I googled yeah. about it, this was the passage that everyone's cool. referencing. Okay, well, I mean, the, so at least good. that's a one thing. Exactly. Race. And maybe you know, maybe he's going to do a thing where he's like, "Oh, I was so wrong about all that." Me, Ernest. He's going to do a little author's note at mm, the end. Maybe. Fingers crossed. <laughs> um, in the meantime, we'll be back in two weeks with the next chapter. Who knows what number it is? I've lost track fully uh, at this point. Um, but before then, there are a bunch of ways that we can carry on. Not necessarily this conversation, but conversations in general. And Declan will tell you what they are while I drink from my over-large water bottle. That is, may I say, it's the colours trans, trans, trans flag yeah. colours, isn't it? Um, that's I promise that's true mm. that's not just us doing some signalling but if you wanted to clap then, then Wade would yeah. be very grateful or you know like snap yeah. your fingers um, so the hub for everything is shame.city that's the website it's people are calling it the hub radical, for everything online yeah, yeah. Um, some people are saying that you basically stole that from Reddit <laughs> but whoops they changed theirs have you seen it it's no. called diet they're it used to be called the front page of the internet. They changed yeah. it to dive into anything, which is but much sounds worse. Like, sounds honest. like an imperative yeah. that I don't want to. Um, so it's had a, a big overhaul in the last couple of months, and it kind of is the place to go for everything. If you're looking for things that are more specific, um, you can find us on Twitter for this show at Big Bad Books. You can find at Shame City Gang with again our, our Twitter hub. Yeah. Uh, in the alternate weeks that we do this show, we do a different show called That's a Shame, um, where we've we been covering all sorts of terrible things, such as ancient, Nerd Thigh Strangling, Ancient, ancient trees. Giant Trees, R. Kelly's Trapped in the Closet. Dogging. Dogging. That yeah. was a, a, wow, what a classic episode We investigate all of these topics and more. Yeah. Every other Sunday. Um, so that's called That's a Shame, uh, and you can find at That's a Shame cast yeah. on Twitter, or you can find That's a Shame basically anywhere that you can listen to yeah. podcasts. Shame.city slash TAS. If you'd like to literally engage in conversations with us, you can find us at mm. shame.city slash Discord. Why Come not? join in. Lots of fun to be had. And you can also find us live live most but not all days a week yeah. I'm not even going to tell you which ones well I will it's no, Monday to Thursday usually <laughs> um, over at twitch.tv slash shame city with one Y now yeah we've changed it or shame.city slash twitch yeah, you could do it either way. way around try both and yeah, see which, one you, see which one you prefer until two weeks time when I'm sure I think we can both agree Ernest's going to redeem himself he's going to he? claw it back he's super not I've been Isaac you've been I've been Declan Keep them where we can see them, Wade. Please.